BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the morning toast and happy Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday. Getting down on Friday. Happy Friday, everyone. We did it. Not only did we make it to Friday, we survived Yom Kippur. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling lighter physically, emotionally. I do also feel like I've been hit by a bus. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what, maybe it's because I've never fasted more than 30 seconds in my life. But like, I guess some people like go a day with like not eating a lot or like, you know, eating every couple hours. But me, I'm consistently eating and I just feel like my whole body doesn't know what to do. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, I had a bit of a different experience this year because I was eating, but I was trying not to eat in a gluttonous way. It was like, I know I need to wake up. I need to have a little breakfast. Mm-hmm. And then I had a little lunch and then like a snack. So I wasn't just like eating all day because I could. I still wanted to feel the effects of right, Yom Kippur. the pain. And I do feel like I was in Yom I made like, even though I didn't fast, I was in Yom Kippur. That's really all that matters, that you were in it. I was in it mentally and spiritually. So I do feel as though... I'm ready to move on with this year. No, I'm definitely ready. Like, I can't believe that I'm on the other side of Yom Kippur. Like, I dreaded it for so long. Yesterday, I was like, I'm going to make the most of this weekend. I'm going to eat everything, drink everything, go everywhere. And now that it's Friday, I'm like, I think I'll take it easy this weekend. Yeah, but it definitely, Yom Kippur makes you look at food, certain foods, like with a renewed spirit, like the things that you really missed, you know? Yeah. Well, I, of course, you know, there was Yom Kippur, but I had a major other life development that on Wednesday... I started Downton Abbey and you guys it's, it's happening so good like I am the t- I know everyone's gonna be like yeah we know we watched it a million years ago what you have to know about me is like I'm the most stubborn bitch on the planet mm-hmm. and if you catch me in a moment of weakness where I'll like agree to watch something I swore off mm-hmm. and like I like it like I will change my tune but I'm stubborn and I like I'm a creature of habit and I don't like to try new things so yes I know I'm like you know shit talking Downton like my whole life I take back everything I said mm-hmm. like it's so fucking good like And I just, I can't say enough good things about it, you know? Like, shall I go fetch the linens? Like, I can't stop talking like that. It's so good. I need to live in Downton, and I need to marry the dad. Because, like, the dad is the best character. You think? Yes. No. He's so good to everyone. He's such a mensch. Like He is a mensch, but he's also kind of, like, pretty dull no my uh, favorite character the dowager countess darling the the dowager countess is everything everything of the sort like someone needs to do a youtube compilation of just dowager scenes most savage moments most savage moments everything that comes out of her mouth is just a pearl it is but my other favorite character is mrs patmore 
Oh my god, of course. The chaotic she kitchen energy. My queen. A hundred percent. Daisy's my least favorite character, so 100%. I'm glad that Pat Moore's always yelling at Daisy, making yep. Daisy feel bad about but herself. Now they're becoming like a like a tag they, team. They are a unit, technically. Yeah. Um, but Pat Moore is just everything. I couldn't and, agree like, more. Nothing warms like makes me emote more. Like positively and negatively you know happy and when sad when she's going through hard times or happy times like when yeah. mrs patmore's happy i'm happy when totally. mrs patmore's sad i'm sad so i'm like season two episode four the episodes are very long and very dense so it really is like a treat and it's something you don't watch when you're on your phone like i watch it with subtitles just because yeah, me, i did too i don't want like a joke to and i was like you know what i watch a couple episodes i'm like you know what i think i could do it without the subtitles and i turned them off and i was just like missing good shit yeah i watch with subtitles too when i watch um like british stuff too because I don't want to I don't want to not understand one thing or think I heard something but it's actually something else right and like you just miss out and I watch subtitles with the crown like from start to beginning so I'm like you know what let me just keep the subtitles on I don't need to be too proud to use subtitles and I'm just loving it the thing is is that I'm watching it with Ben and he's like always doing stuff so I do have to wait for him so it will be a while before I finish it but I always start shows and then like with Ben and run away with them. So I've decided I'm going to keep this one. Okay. Try your best. But like if he's really slowing you down, like you have to watch. No, he's like, he's always doing stuff. Like either he's working or he's socializing. He's going to golf, having lunch with his friends. Like I stay at home all the time. You're a stay at home TV watcher. Literally. I'm a stay at home dog mom. And I just feel like I should be able to watch Downton Abbey. I agree. I'm so glad that you're watching it. I'm so happy that you'll be like talking about it on the show. That way it gives me an excuse to talk about it some more. It's literally the best show ever. Enjoy your time. And you know what? I'm so sorry that I wasn't here for you when you were going through your Downton phase because like I would have loved to have like went on the journey with you. Supporting me. No, like we could have spoken about it. Like instead you were just talking to a brick wall and I'm so stubborn. Like, you know, I didn't even care. I I know. And that's part of my Yom Kippur like self-realization. Like, be interested in other people's interests. Right, because you're just about six months behind also. It's so moronic. Like, we should have went on the journey together. I know, but and I try and tell you these things all the time. And anytime I'm talking about, like, my personal interests, no, I, I, have to, I have to speak as quickly as possible. I'm so stubborn. So you don't fall asleep over there. <laughs> and it's just, like, not only should you, you know, maybe care a little bit about what I'm, what I'm into, but just know you're six months away from it. No, I know. I know and I'm so <laughs> stubborn and like I wish I could say that I'll change like I really could but I'm so stubborn like I probably won't <laughs> you but probably isn't, won't. isn't it good enough to know that I'm like realizing acceptance is the first step that's true but there are other steps yeah so I think I've checked off denial mm-hmm. now I'm in acceptance and I feel like maybe that's where I'll stop I think that's probably where you'll stop too yeah. unless you want to hear about the New York documentary by Rick Burns I'm right now headed into the <laughs> 1930s. So I was watching this docuseries um, on Yom Kippur, and it was, it was heavy, especially because, like, I was in the Great Depression. There's a lot going on. Um, but it's really, it's super informational. And once again, I'm just looking at my city with renewed spirit. And I'm really glad for that because it's, it's hard being a hater. Y- you Actually, know? it depends on who you are. Because, like, for me, it's so natural. But I feel like you're... You're really like naturally like a pretty optimistic person. So right. to channel so that to negativity. Be, like to living in a city that I like hate and just like being amongst these like just it's negative. You're it's, drinking the haterade. It's so negative. And so this show is really giving me a more positive outlook on my city. And so that's good. Yeah. That's good. And you know, a little bit of history never hurt nobody. No, but also speaking of New York, I have made the smallest bit of progress in seeing the snow by Christmas. I have found, I haven't even seen it yet, but online. She found a listing she likes. Okay, but I just have to say, like, until this point, I haven't even found a listing I like. So that's how dire these times are in the market. Showed Jackie. She thought it was great. 
I'm going to check it out after this. I, think, and you know, I mean, I think it's it looks like it has promise, but it could also just be a flop. Be good pictures, yeah. Yeah, and there's like certain things that it needs to hit that they didn't show pictures of that I'm just like, sus. Yeah, like it like said the there views. was a walk-in closet. Where was the picture? Oh, I'm not as concerned about that. It looks like a nice size on the blueprint, but the views, show us the views. Yeah, yeah, like what are we looking How at? How much snow are we seeing? Northwest, east, south. Is there a building in front of you? I hope not. Do like, you own the airspace? I would love to look at literally an empty lot as opposed to like a gorgeous skyscraper. Of course. Because I need to see the snow before Christmas. And if I don't, I'm just letting you know, like, check me into Bellevue because I'm going to lose it. Yeah. Okay. We're working on it. Yeah, we are. We are. Well, other than that, it's Friday, which is just such an amazing feeling. Um, congratulations to everyone for getting here. And if you fasted yesterday, congratulations on that as well. Yes. Good. Yashir Kawach. Yashir Kawach. And we have a great show for you. I think we should just jump right in. We have a lot to discuss. You know, not too much happened while we were offline, which was crazy. We weren't on our phones uh-huh. for 25 hours. And it's like, what if something crazy happened? I was having, honestly, like a panic attack about my phone. I actually felt like this year was the first year in a while where I had a harder time not eating. No, I had a harder time not looking at my phone than I did with the eating. Like, I was just glancing over. My phone was off on my nightstand. I just like, kept looking at it like, does someone need me? You know, was there an article written about me? Like, I just was having crazy. And then I'm like, Claudia, nobody cares about you. Like, you're fine. Um, which did bring me some solace. And the people that do care about you also aren't using their phones. That's true. It was it was hard, honestly. Like I'm not gonna lie, the phone was really really hard. Usually, I look forward to the day off. I think my addiction to TikTok has made it so that I I had a hard time this year. That's really crazy. I totally enjoyed not having the phone. I check my phone like even just like to look to see if someone texts me. Like I check it way too much. And it's like nobody texted you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or then I just like get caught like looking at Instagram. It's just so toxic. Honestly, not being on my phone was. Just, amazing that's so good for you I want to do it more but because it wouldn't work because then everyone would just be like worried about me it's like why aren't you answering for eight hours no totally you can't do that in this day and age right but also like Zach was my liaison yes so if you're looking for me just just hit up Zach Zach, or Brew because he's my personal secretary call him beep him if you want to reach him he takes the most thorough notes I fucking love Brew I love Brew so much he's the sweetest cutest thing you guys and for anyone looking for abrupt dates Brew is doing really well. He's so special. He actually was at my house yesterday because we use the same dog walker. And yesterday they went on a walk together. So I'm laying in bed and I hear, <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like thinking, I'm like, is there someone in my hallway? And then my doorbell rings. I'm like, oh yes, it's time for Theo's walk. And I guess, you know, because we live close to each other, they thought that, that we should walk the dogs together, which is a brilliant idea. And I opened the door and Bruno just came leaping into my arms full of gratitude full of joy full of empathy full of sass and it was honestly the most loving embrace I've had in so long (laughs) and honestly I've been thinking about it a lot like I just thought it was the most amazing moment like of my life and then he just like ran into my apartment and we're like no Bruno it's time for your walk but it was so I wish I had a better vocabulary to really, like, put a word. No, I'm being dead serious. No. Like, joyous. But what's, like, a, like, for joyous? Like, ten times joyous. Like. Ten times Like, heart-bursting. Like, what's the word for that? I don't know. And also, like, we have totally, like, I think our generation also, like, you and I, we totally just, like, abuse language where, like, we use such extreme words for such mundane things. Like, you say, like, something that's. 2% 2% funny, I'm dying. No, 100%. And so words don't even mean anything anymore. Nothing. You know? Yeah. 
I was thinking about that and watching the documentary. Like, there were some quotes from, like, some poets, and they were like, this, like, the Brooklyn Bridge was terrific. And it's like, but it was, it, it Terri- cha- If no, somebody no, it, said something was terrific to me now, I'm like, what was wrong with it? <laughs> it changed the, like, the yeah. whole city, the whole world. Like, it was terrific. It's we just, need bigger <laughs> words now because we just keep outdoing our we own words. We keep ruining the old words. Yeah, so, like, okay, the 1930s was terrific. Like, what's the word for just, like, unbelievably amazing and gorgeous and special? Wonderful. Like, it's just, those are the words. Glorious? Yeah. <sighs> that's a really good point. Thank you. You're so smart. Thanks, Claude. Okay, that's a great note to go on to the show <laughs> into. And thank you for the sweet, kind words about brew. It means everything. It's a pleasure. Okay, let's get into the fast side stories that you do need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> and today's episode is brought to you by Away, which is the most premium brand out there. Whether it's a trip to the corner store, a weekend away, or an extended stay with friends and family, we're all about navigating the current reality of travel. But no matter the destination or style, Away's suitcases, bags, and accessories all come in a variety of colors, sizes, and materials to suit your needs and inspire your future travels. So if you don't have an Away suitcase, like you ain't living, they've literally thought of absolutely everything and they're the most like sleek looking. You can always tell like when somebody pulled you're at the airport, somebody like pulled their suitcase like out of storage. And I was like, that's literally Ben. Because um, <laughs> I use the away. I'm like, hey, you could just find one. Um, <laughs> you want to be like a fabulous traveler who's just like rolling through with their four wheels. Like no problem. Away has all the accessories that you need to make you look sickening. Their wheels are the best part. They have four 360 degree spinner wheels that guarantee the smoothest roll, even through the most hectic of airports and stations. The bags come in a bunch of different materials like polycarbonate, aluminum, and durable nylon, and they have tons of different colors and sizes. I, of course, have the pink, and I actually just placed an order for a black one. I feel like it's time I, like, level up. I totally agree. Um, They also have a TSA-approved combination lock that keeps all your belongings safe, and all their products are designed to last a lifetime. If any part of your suitcase breaks, their standout customer service team will arrange to have it fixed or replaced. There's also a 100-day trial on everything, so... You take the product out on the road, live with it, travel with it, get lost with it for 100 days. And if you decide it's not for you, you can return any non-personalized item for a full refund during that period. No ifs, ands, or asterisks. And they offer free shipping and returns on any order uh, with the contingous in, within the contingous US, UK, Europe, and Canada. Start your 100-day trial and shop the entire Away lineup of travel essentials, including their best-selling suitcases, at awaytravel.com slash toast. That's awaytravel.com slash toast to start that 100-day trial. Check Thank it you out. for that, Claudia. Away travel is really the only way to travel. No, I'm actually taking a trip to uh, the British Virgin Islands in October. And I'm thinking, like, do I go pink or do I go black? Oh, yeah. It depends on the vibe. Sometimes you just want to be serious. Yeah, no, I'm going for the weekend. But then, like, I'm going with Brian. And he was like, we should do something before. Because, like, where we're going, it's, like, difficult to get to. But if we go spend a few days on some other island. Break it up. It'll make it much easier for mm-hmm. us. So I'm, like, so excited to go on my, like, best friend's trip with Brian. Because traveling with Brian, you guys, is, like, it's just the two of you yeah oh because ben's gonna be in sonoma working on spritz and then he's gonna meet us in the bbis so for that beginning part it will just be the two and then you'll have the throuple energy the throuple yeah but like with the two of us like there's literally nothing compares to the energy like me and brian when we're on vacation and i don't know where we're gonna go i'm just gonna like go where brian says but i just know we're gonna have the best time like we're definitely gonna go to the casino and snorkel like brian just like knows how to live yeah totally you need to be on vacation with someone like that not someone who just wants to lay on the beach all day like no so i've been going on vacation my whole life with you and ben and all we want to do is lay on the beach yeah so when when i first took a trip to a beach with brian he was like all right so what do you want to do today i'm like this i'm like what else is there to do and he planned we went a beach drop we went snorkeling like it was the best trip of my life like that we spent like five days in 
Virgin Gorda. Like some, of course, I had never even heard of the hotel or the island. Show up. Nicest hotel I've ever stayed at in my life. Mm-hmm. If you're ever looking for like a nice alternative to the Maldives for your honeymoon, Rosewood Little Dicks Bay. That's the real name, Little Dicks. Nice. Except oh. when Brian arrived, it was Big Dick Bay. <laughs> Are you ready to get into the stories? I am. Our first story is some big news. Justice for the girls. Simone Biles is speaking out mm. against the entire system that enabled and perpetuated former Olympic gymnastics doctor Larry Nasser's abuse. On Wednesday, the gymnast joined fellow athletes Michaela Maroney, Maggie Nichols, and Allie Raceman as part of a panel who testified at a Senate hearing on the FBI's handling of the Nasser investigation. Spoiler alert, they didn't handle it whatsoever. Right. The four women alleged that the FBI made false statements in their official report, which they say failed to document the survivors' claims. Michaela Maroney said she spoke to the FBI and they wrote a, a report 17 months later full of lies. Right. What they the didn't fuck? Write, they didn't write the report. They didn't report the abuse that she came forward with. Mm-hmm. And when they finally did over a year later, there were false claims. Full of misinformation. What is the point of the FBI if you're not protecting our girls. So like that's the thing when I watch like all these documentaries at the end of the day of course the people who are perpet- like the Larry Nassers are 100% to blame of course but there are all these systems in place like that's what I always think of um, the Gabriel Fernandez mm-hmm. documentary which is literally the worst documentary and the worst story I've ever heard and it's not like this boy who, who died of abuse from his parents it's not like it wasn't reported like uh, Child and Family Services they knew about it they visited the home like it's not like there was nothing, they, they couldn't do anything because it had never been reported. They knew about it. It's the same with the FBI and the Larry Nasser thing. It's like these systems are constantly letting us down. It's like, what's the point? What's the point? It's so frustrating. Yeah. I, and you know, the FBI is to blame here. Larry Nasser is to blame, but so is USA Gymnastics. Yes. Where is the accountability? Big time. And so that's what the girls were saying in their testimonies. And I mean, we said this during the Olympics when we were talking about um, some of this, but also hearing them speak to the Senate and like they all had their prepared statements and really detailed the abuse that they suffered. Like it's not just Larry Nasser who needs to go down for this. It's the whole system. It's the whole system. I, and I just like, I, that is just the, cra- the craziest thing to me that like these girls who are, who are representing our country, who are, you know, terrific in every single way. Terrific. And they are suffering abuse and they come forward with it and there's no one there to protect them. No, and then what you think about like what they've been through from like the sense of the Olympics, like all these girls who who testified are like at the top of their game, the best in the world, winning medals for our country, going through the mental anguish of that, which is a lot like Simone Biles talks about it all the time, like having the pressure of the world and then also dealing with this trauma. Like you can only imagine what was going through their heads and they still succeeded and won medals. Like, these girls are so tough. Like, no, like Michaela Maroney said that Larry Nasser abused her right before she went out and won uh, team gold. That's fucking crazy. Larry Nasser's in prison, correct? Yes. But Death. now this hearing, this hearing um, is about the, the FBI's FBI. complete ineptitude. It's what so is the sick. Point? What's the point? No, and it's what? Is Larry Nasser that great a doctor they had to protect him? Like, just get rid of him. All know. they had to do was fire one person after one claim was made, and they couldn't even do that. Right. And it's, Why? it's the worst possible claim. Child abuse. Right. The worst. And just like, like, and I can only imagine what it feels like to also be like one of these girls' parents. Like, you entrust USA Gymnastics and these professional coaches, doctors, and you trainers. And in, in their hands because right. there are so many adults around. Right. And you think nothing like that can and ever happen. And they travel with you. They go international. It makes me just think again about this. If, if there are so many corrupt people in USA Gymnastics who haven't gone down for this, and the USA Gymnastics team went to Tokyo this year without their parents. Right. 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 
no it's so twisted and i love all these girls for speaking out and i watch the videos and it was so sad because like all of them just like want to be strong but like they and they are but like they get so choked up like talk it's first of all so personal like talking about your trauma in front of like a room full of men like it's just weird and i just think that they're amazing and i'm so annoyed at this whole story and i think literally like i hate them all and death to larry nasser yeah and to anyone else who heard about this abuse and and did nothing right not only did nothing but acted like against the girls and protected larry nasser and wrote false reports for the fbi right but i was just thinking like anyone who heard the abuse and didn't call 911 but that's the fbi and they buried the report no literally it's so crazy and then you think like how could this have gone on for so long and it's actually very clear how it went on for so long nobody did anything right people were coming forward nobody did anything and you just i feel like so many times we've reported on stories like this where there's like abuse ongoing for years so many people know about it nobody does anything about it and it's just like what what are people doing no moronic are you ready for our next story sure switching gears a little bit a little housewives crossover Bethany Frankel claims Tom Girardi owed her late ex Dennis Shields $500,000. I heard about this. She said it on her podcast, right? She's mentioning it all. She's mentioning it all. Mm -hmm. Bethany Frankel claims she's known about Tom Girardi's financial woes for years as he allegedly owed her late ex Dennis Shields $500,000. The former Roni star said during the latest episode of her podcast that she met the disgraced lawyer at a lawyer's conference a few years ago. Frankel claimed she talked to Tom at the time about how his then-wife, Erica, was flaunting their wealth on Beverly Hills, Mm. bragging about everything from the $50,000 she spent on glam to owning two private planes. She said, my experiences, especially with housewives, if someone's flaunting their money, they don't really have it. After that meeting, Frankel claimed Shields told her that Gerard owed him, Girardi owed him money. He owes me half a million dollars, Bethany claimed Dennis told her. I know this other guy he owes a million and a half dollars to. He doesn't have money. He owes everybody money. Oh my God, that's fucking crazy. I mean, it's so easy to say stuff like that, like once everyone knows right. that Tom is like a delinquent. But um, I totally believe this. Like, And Bethany actually really does have a unique perspective on the housewife. And I remember she did, she was on the cover of like Fast Company and she did a a whole interview and a lot of it was about like housewives and money. And she is right. Like when you think of like the most like, is gaudy the right word? Like ostentatious. Yeah. I think of like the early Teresa years. I think of Jen Shaw. I think of Erica Jane. And when I think of like who are probably the richest housewives, like I would say Kyle or like Crystal a lot of the Beverly Hills ladies they're not ostentatious at all like they dress very nice they have nice homes but they're not always being like yeah we have two planes you know yeah it's like when, when you talk about it yes I agree but also again in hindsight it's easy of course to point out the people who because, are talking too much and I'm sure it's easy we could we could find someone who's very you know ostentatious with their money and has no money problems but honestly someone I mean like Dorit Dorit is very, like, money. Well, I feel like, I don't know that she's ostentatious about money. It's not like she's always talking about anything other than fashion. Well, no, like, PK had, you know, got her a Bentley and, and oh, right, filmed right, right. it for and the they, show. And if she jumped off the boat or something, she was going to get a Birkin. Yeah, and, like, you know, they had that big house that JLo used to live in, but it was a rental. Like, I don't know. I think 
there's something to it she because she stopped that shit though she should <laughs> she that was like season one to read and like the, nobody was here for her okay okay i'm just uh, saying she doesn't do that stuff as much anymore no but she and does have PK concerning like, financials pk is so funny and open about I his know. financial situation like saying they were like you lost a billion dollars in real estate he's like no i lost two billion <laughs> <laughs> as long as their money troubles are behind them yeah. i appreciate that attitude but considering he's able to talk about it and laugh about makes it makes me think i have to believe it's behind them yes but if i'm trying just trying to think of like a housewife who's so out there with her money who actually has the money to back it up hmm trying to think of like different franchises yeah honestly tiffany moon was like very yeah like big house big closet big everything clark's wine cellar and she had the the chops to back it up her husband they own that random hotel like she yeah no that's a really good that's example. a good one yeah so it's not always the case. No, but I would say like more often than not. Yeah, I would agree with that. And Bethany can sniff it out. Yeah, but it's also like, I don't know. Bethany's just like a little condescending when it comes to the housewives. Yeah, she is. And also like speak up beforehand. Like right. Eric is at the top of her Oh, game. so you knew? Say, Share the say information. Oh, Dennis, $500,000. Knowledge is power. Yeah, I know. But like easier said than done, you know? Yeah, also, and I'm you sure also, like, you hear rumors about people, and, and they're also, in the housewife, some of the rumors are true, some are false, so, like, you're not, they don't bring them up about each other. You know what but rumor Bethany was did true? say it was the worst kept secret in L.A. that he had oh, financial really? issues. Yeah. That's what she said. You know what rumor was true? I deleted my Twitter. How does it go after that? The rumors are true. I deleted my Twitter. Um, I started. No, that's not next, but mm. yeah. That rap that Miley did when she deleted her Twitter was, I would say, top 10, like, most important moments of our lives as a family. Like, <laughs> we crazy. were so shook, first of all, like, that she deleted her Twitter. <laughs> Second of all, that she released a song and a music video about it. Mm -hmm. Like, we were quaking in our boots on YouTube. It's like, really true. Margo Bashray knows every single word yeah. to that rap. That's really true. Those were the days, like, Miley and Mandy. Mm -hmm. And then they started beefing with Selena and Demi. Like, ugh. So, Take me back. Such simple times. Truly. Are you ready for our next story? Sure. Less simple, so some royal family news. Prince Philip's will will remain secret for at least 90 years to protect the dignity of Queen Elizabeth. So confusing. What? Yep. His will is to remain secret for at least 90 years to protect the dignity of the Queen and other members of the royal family a London judge has ruled. Sir Andrew McFarlane, the president of the family division of the High Court, made the order on Thursday according to multiple outlets. McFarlane, who has not seen or been told of the will's contents other than the date of its execution and the identity of its appointed executor, ruled that a private process can be held after the 90-year period to determine if the documents should be unsealed, the BBC But then reports. no one will care. That's, I think that's the that's point. That's the point, yeah. Quote, I have held that because of the constitutional position of the sovereign, it is appropriate to have a special practice in relation to royal wills. There is a need to enhance the protection afforded to truly private aspects of the lives of this limited group of individuals in order to maintain the dignity of the sovereign and close members of her family. Yeah, like in case there's some major drama, they can't afford any more scandal. Right, like say there was in there like I... Giving it all to my mistress. Right, or my, you know, other kid. Right, I hate you, William. I'm giving it to Harry. Something like that. Like I guess. You well, know, that means that there's stuff like that in there. Or, I just, or there's not, and they just like want to set a precedent. Like, I don't really feel like it's our business, like who Prince Philip is like leaving his money to. Right, but I, it's not public money, right? It's like their personal I guess real so, estate. because the public stuff gets passed down to through the family. Of course, the, no one really owns the public money that they have. But they do but they have, have a lot of wealth. private wealth, yes. And also, the people who are 
getting it are still getting it. They don't have to wait 90 years. No, of course. We just won't know about it for 90 years. I think that's fair. Like, yeah. they're entitled to some modicum, modicum of privacy. Modicum of privacy. Totally. Especially in death. 100%. And in money. Like, it's nobody's business. Well, the stuff that's, like, taxpayer funded. Of is. course. Yeah. Of course. No, yeah. those financials can and should. Even in America, like, when, like, we pay for, like, the FBI. Politicians. Like, <laughs> we know what they do. Like, you know, you know, they were saying comparing how many vacation days, like, politicians take. We know because we paid for it. That's fine. Personal wealth. Like, I know they own, like, real estate. Personally, they have, like, huge estates and, like, bank accounts and trusts. And yeah. That's their personal business. And they like, also come from, like, long families. Lines. Long lines with, like, you know, maybe some personal jewels. Like Downton. Like Downton. Yeah. Everything's I think like that's downtown. fair. This is a fair rule. I think this is a fair rule. At first, it confused me. I never thought of the need for it, but I think that's nice. So then I think maybe it's like to set a precedent because if, not if, but when Queen Elizabeth sails to the other side, um, I'm sure they're not going to want to yeah. divulge that information. But that's crazy. We'll never know what's in there. And it's probably for the best unless the crown does a season on it and gets some insider info. Yeah, that's really crazy to think about. How much money do you think he had? I don't know, a couple mil. I think a lot. Yeah, he seems like, you know, he probably invested. Yeah, and he's been around for 1,000 years. Right, well, it's, he like was. In, it's like in Twilight. They live so long right. that, you know, they invested in the railroads. So if he bought, like, one stock of <laughs> Apple, like, 50 years ago, <laughs> he's a billionaire. Yeah, but he didn't have Alice's powers future. of seeing into the future. Well, I always think, like, if I could time travel, I would literally, like put in my great 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 grandfather's like stock portfolio a thousand shares of like the railroad or whatever like disney like something mm-hmm. i don't know whatever it was, was back then and like leave a note on their dresser like never sell this oh my god that is like this book that i read called una out of order mm-hmm. where after her 18th birthday every birthday her birthday's at uh, new year's eve she jumps to a different age in her life. So she goes from 18 to like 52. That's terrifying. And then, yeah, no, in the first time Oh, but happens, if she goes back down, she can put some... And so when she goes back to in the past, she is extremely wealthy at 52 because she leaves notes for herself based Got on it. what she learned in the future. Got it. And she's, it's really funny. That is really funny. Yeah, so that aspect That's of what book. I would do. Yeah, no, really smart. And you ever see that like meme that goes around like this one guy in 1985 bought like 20 shares of like a thing named Apple for like $100, and a couple of years later, he sold it for like $30,000, but now it's worth like $300 million. Yeah, wow. Moronic. <laughs> okay, next story, an update about something we spoke about the other day. Oh, wait, sorry. Is it the next story that's brought to you by Babbel? Yeah. It is. That's so good to know, because I was worried. Yeah, you were a little slow on the pickup. Well, I just was, sorry, <laughs> I was honestly just thinking about how people keep commenting how I keep saying moronic a lot. Yeah. And it's true, and it's really not my fault. Like, when I spend a lot of time with Brian, like, I just start talking like him. When is, I, is that a word that he says? Yes. And remember how, like, a few months ago, every other word out of my mouth was, like, twisted and turned? Yes. That's Brian, too. Like, when I, and I just came off, like, spending a lot of time with him, and he's, like, moronic. And so now I say it, so I'm sorry. But that's neither here nor there when discussing Babel. 
When you're traveling to a destination where you don't know the language, it can be challenging to accomplish even the simplest of tasks. So if you're traveling abroad, you want to go to Italy, you want to maybe meet a man, order in a restaurant, you've got to know the language because it can be embarrassing and hard and you want to be like, cool. Thankfully, there's Babbel, the number one selling language learning app. Through Babbel's bite-sized lessons, you'll learn a new language skill that you can use actually in the real world. From greetings, menus, and directions to gaining a deeper understanding for the culture, Babbel is a travel essential. Honestly, it's the smartest thing you can do because first of all, of course, you want to immerse yourself in the culture of where you're going, but also just for safety when being able to ask for directions and just like being in control of where you are in a foreign country, it's really important to have like a grip on the language. So Mm -hmm. if you're going somewhere planning a fabulous holiday, you know, vacation, you want to see the snow in Rome. I don't know if it snows in Rome. You got to check out Babbel. They have 15 minute lessons and they make it the perfect way to learn the new language on the go. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective and they have 14 different languages like Spanish, French, Italian, German, and they have speech recognition technology that helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. And right now, when you purchase a three month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months free. So that's Six months for the price of three. Just go to babbel.com and use the promo code TMT. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. Code TMT to get that six months for the price of three. Babbel, language for life. Thank you, Claudia. It's a pleasure. Okay, our next story. Uh, the Activist will not be airing as planned on CBS. It's <sighs> for the best. Due to the backlash. Even though I would... Like, have kind of like to see it and like cringe, you know? No, I want to just like go seal it. See celebrities like think they're helping. Yeah, but now it is shifting to a documentary special at CBS because the backlash was about the competition format. Okay. The five week reality competition series had planned to have six activists from around the world compete to bring, quote, meaningful change to one of three urgent universal causes. However, CBS announced on Wednesday that the show will now be reimagined into a documentary special in response to the harsh criticism from activist communities on social media. So instead, they will just be highlighting all of the activists and, and not where does Julianne Huff fall into play and not pitting them against one another I That's don't know if best. this documentary will now need three celebrity hosts Priyanka Chopra also um you know put out a statement apologizing yeah for you know for the, being out of touch yes exactly she said anywhere that. from Usher um, I haven't seen, but that doesn't mean that. I just feel like I, a lot of there. these celebrities, like, I don't know why. I just think Usher, like, somebody offered him, like, the job. And he was like, yeah, sure. And, like, he didn't. I think that's what happens most of the time. Yeah. But, like, she, that's what your management is for. Like, somebody on Julianne Huff's team should have known that this was not going to be the best idea for her. Yeah. I don't know. I Sometimes, like, just people don't see it. You know, you need, like, you're too close to it. And then... It, everyone else is like, oh, no. Yeah, and then especially, like, if you're in, like, the Hollywood bubble, like, it's very hard to see outwards sometimes. Right, and it's like we're doing, like, and considering they do all of this sort of initiatives that most of the time we read as tone deaf, but they really don't ever see it that no. way. It's like, why now? Why this tone initiative. deaf initiative? Totally. Why now? Why this tone deaf initiative? <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah, so that's the latest. So it's going to be on what? Paramount uh, Plus? The... Yeah, I think I'm sure it will be wherever the other one was going to be, which was CBS Paramount Plus. This is like such an embarrassing stain on CBS's record. Like they really should have just scrapped it all together. But you know what? It's nice to give activists a platform, so that's good. But yeah. it's just embarrassing. Maybe in the end it will be for the best. For the best. And now like the show definitely has more buzz. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. They say no press is bad press, but I don't know, I just don't believe that. 
this, yeah. No, but in this instance, like, if there was just a show about, like, activism, honestly, like, I don't think a lot of people would have watched. No. And if there wasn't even all this public criticism, but just privately people were like, that's a dumb idea. Yeah. You know, nobody would have watched. But now with all of this hoopla, hoopla, it definitely brings eyeballs to it. For sure. And also everyone's like, wait, I want to see what they did here. That right. was so terrible. No, now people's curiosities have peaked. Yeah. Even me, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'd like to see some of that show. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? No. Yes. It's, it's the, the final story. All it's the tension little, in my muscles. It's a little historic space news because it just sent. Oh, it just sent historic space news. Yes, SpaceX has launched an all-civilian crew on Inspiration Four mission. Oh my God, Jeff Bezos must be like fucking having a mental breakdown. Okay, he definitely is, but he actually publicly like supported Elon Musk. This is a SpaceX initiative. Well, of course, he has to like appear to be a good team and he player. also like he wants to appear to be you know a rival in the space. Space, right, right. In like, the space of space. I'm sure it made news that he, like, congratulated yeah, it Elon. it was. Exactly. So, but anyways, this is not about Jeff Bezos. This is about Elon and the four civilians who are making history because an all-civilian crew streaked into space atop a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket on Wednesday, which was the first, first privately funded non-government trip to orbit, a historic three-day flight devoted to raising $200 million for St. Jude Children's Research oh. Hospital. Strapped- oh, he should compete on the activists. <laughs> yeah. Now, that's some good activism. Strapped in along with billionaire Jared Isaacman, who chartered the mission, were Chris Sambrowski, an everyday aerospace engineer, Sean Proctor, an artist educator who will become only the fourth black woman to fly in space, oh. and Haley Arseno, a St. Jude cancer survivor who now oh. works at the hospital. Oh, this is a beautiful story. It's a beautiful story. There's actually a documentary on Netflix that just dropped that's like chronicling um, all of these people. There are four, I think they, they don't know each other, like random people, a lot of people applied, and they chose four people to go to space, three days chilling. That's crazy. And come home crazy. The people were so excited. I didn't watch the documentary, but I watched the trailer. They were up in which, there in space for three days? Yep, they're, they're still there. You're lying. No. What are they doing up there? Watching TV? Watching Earth. For three days? I feel like you get up there in like 20 minutes. You're like, okay, can they're I go being, home now? They're being a part of history for three days. No, for sure, but that's a long time. Like, Because then I'm thinking, like, let's say just... You know, someone you know came to you and said, I'm chartering, We're gonna, you're going to be the first redhead in space. And they said to me, Claudia, you're going to be the first fat person in space. I think I would say no. Like, Well, I mean, not even because of three days of boredom. Even if it was just like Jeff Bezos, like go up and come down. I don't have a no, taste. No, I would do that. I don't have a taste for such things. No, I'm sorry. I would do the go up and come down in no question. Oh my like, God, no. I would literally have a heart attack. Like, no. I do, you would never, first of oh all. Oh my God, of course I would. No, you wouldn't. Oh my God, by the way, I probably wouldn't want to do it, but you can't pass up an opportunity like that. But the idea of spending three days in a tight space with people I don't know, that I would pass on. Right, for you. But, but like, just to take the journey, how long was the Bezos thing? All in all, 20 minutes? I don't know. Probably like an hour. You would never. No, I 100% would. You how would could you say that? Literally never. It's historic. It's just... 
That's crazy stuff. It does feel like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk are like having, you know, like a pissing contest with one another. But I mean, Jeff Bezos doesn't even compare. No, but Bezos was like, I'm going to have the oldest and the youngest person in space. When Elon's like, well, I'm going to have a cancer survivor. Like, they're just like going at each other. Yeah. No, but this one is more historic. First of all, because it is the three days. It's not just going up and down. Which right. like, no offense, these days anyone can coaster. do, apparently. Yeah. Um... But also, this does sort of pave the way for, like, private civilian space travel, which is definitely cool. You know, always like to see us blazing into the future. I just don't think I, you know, I'm going to go to space in my lifetime. But, you know, I could be eating those words one day. Everybody's going to Mars. My friends are all going. I'm really not going to go. Right. No, like the FOMO is I think I would be fine. That is just, like, I'm good on Earth. Earth is enough for me. Dianu. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Like, I feel like I've met everyone I'm going to meet on Earth and I've done, you know, I've hit all the clubs I'm going to hit on Earth. Like, I'm ready to hit the clubs on Mars. No, I just feel like if I ever get that They're itch, probably out of this world. <laughs> if I ever get that itch to, you know, see something, like, I'll go to Greenland. Yeah, for sure. I'll Reykjavik, go to Iceland. Reykjavik vibes. There's so many places that, you know, could transport me. I don't feel the need to go to space, but maybe I'm alone in that. And I'm ha- but I'm like, I think this is so cool. I support all space travel and, you know, always, you know, blazing into the future no. and just like, and innovating, you know, yeah, we've got to step it up. No offense. Like there's been so much innovation in the last 200 years mm-hmm. saying like our generation, like I just would like to see more. So no, like, you don't realize it because it's happened very slowly. We are so like, we are basically robots like with our phones. Like, cause that, that's I wouldn't the- call that like positive innovation though. I like would. the fact that we're robots with our phones. No, but the fact that like the phones are integrated into everyday parts of our lives, like we're literally so technologically advanced as human beings. Yeah. Because like I'm watching Downton and it's 1912 and like they're all just getting phones and they're like afraid of electricity. So in a hundred years, not only are we not afraid of electricity anymore, like we are electricity. Yeah. No, but in those hundred years, like so much has, or it's like even in the 50 years after that, so much changed in terms of technology I think a lot has changed in our lifetime I think just really the the switch from like cell phone to i to a smartphone no think of that's because but that's what we use every day but like the xerox machine like there's so much technology faxes scanners but those were happening like in the 80s but they're so much better now but it's not new invention 3d printing I haven't used it it hasn't affected my That's life. That's a you problem. You've used it? Oh, I 3D print on the daily. I'm just saying, everything's definitely been improved. But like, no, what's I think been the latest and greatest recently? No, I think that you only feel I that way because you're living in it. I think cars are going to be... No, no, not just because I'm living in it. I think so. No, I just think like there hasn't been just like groundbreaking... There's always improving, you know, always getting better. But still, at the end of the day, we're using a cell phone. We're using a telephone. Which is what they the had technology already exists. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, but that's what you could say about it. like the l- l- light bulb. It was just a candle, but we improved it. Oh, no, I got you. Not at all. Got you. You've been owned. Not at all. Owned, bitch. If you think that's an own? I owned you so hard. <laughs> um, before we finish today's show, it's been a while, and it's time for a little. Kelly's Mindless News, like the 4th of July. Now, today's Kelly's Mindless News is particularly mindless, and it's brought to you by Olive and June. The Manny system, the answer to the salon perfect nail at home. So Olive and June, they have the best polishes, first of all, and then they sell a whole manicure set that will get you tip-top shape, a buffer, nail oil, literally everything you need. So their polish, 
which are the best colors, last over seven days and they do not chip. And then with the Manny system, each at-home manicure comes out to just $2, which is crazy because you can probably do them yourself, but they're not very good and they look like they were painted by a five-year-old. But going to the salon, you know, once a week is super expensive and they always chip. So the Olive and June Manny system, you now you know how to do DIY nails at home that look salon perfect and that last over seven days. So the Manny set uh, it itself comes with the best cuticle oil you'll ever use. I literally sit in bed and just put cuticle oil on my cuticles. Nail file, buffer, all the tools that you need. And they have this amazing like plastic topper that goes on top of their nail polish bottles. And it, I can't explain how and I can't explain why, but it just steadies your hand when you're painting your own nail. I guess that's a really good new invention. Per- perfectly said, Jackie. They, you know, it really does. And also they have the best nail polish remover. Like yes. you just stick your finger in. Swirly, swirl twirly. around and pull it out and your nail polish is off. And if you want to get 20% off your first Manny system, use code TOAST. With your new nail life, you are going to be feeling your best and get that 20% off your first Manny system when you use promo code TOAST at oliveandjune.com. That's oliveandjune.com, code TOAST. Now back to Kelly. Kelly Rippa is dazzling. In a whimsical dress that Katy Perry would love. Okay. Question mark. Okay. This better, like, I could, I could envision this dress. Jackie, according to Hello Magazine, were obsessed. One thing the fashion-obsessed love about Kelly Ripa is the versatility of her style. The Live with Kelly and Ryan star can wow whether she's pairing a pair, wearing a pair of silky high-waist pants, a mini dress, or a casual workout set. So it was no surprise that the daytime TV host dazzled yet again when she walked out to the show set on Thursday wearing a dreamy printed dress from the celebrity love Danish brand Stein Goya. The dress, which Kelly first wore in July of last year, features a figure-flattering waist tie and a Kelly-paired look with suede nude sandals. It's a great staple piece to have on hand since it works well as a transitional piece and can be worn in the fall, spring, summer, or cooler days. Is this Kelly's mindless news or Danish brand Stein Goya mindless news? Let me see the fucking dress. So wait. This dress better rock my world. Wait, where does Katy Perry come into all this, you ask? Kelly is just the latest star to rock the popular brand. Katy Perry has also sported the designer ensembles, as have Kendall Jenner, Haley Bieber, and more. And I just want to say, the dress that Katy Perry wore from this brand might be the cutest dress I've ever Let seen in see. my life. Oh, super cute, but it's also just like... Um... And then this is what Kelly is wearing, like art teacher vibes. I, I honestly... Kelly Ripa, I'm sure, has a beautiful wardrobe. This dress is particularly heinous. And the fact that it made news, not only that, but they dragged Katy Perry into this. No, but, like, it's just a dress that you would wear to the workplace. She's wearing it on live with Kelly and mm-hmm. Ryan. It's not like she was on a red carpet wearing, like, I, when you said this dress, I thought maybe what she was were wearing, like, like, what Lily Reinhardt wore to the Met Gala. Right. No, she's wearing an actual, a like, work dress. a smock. She's wearing a work dress. No, it's a nice dress. But, like, it's fine. are they going to write an article like that about what she wears every single day on her daily show? Imagine what they write about what we're wearing today. Stunning toast merch in beautiful seasonal color. Available at shopmorningtoast.com. Not the sweatpants. Not the pants. The what are those sweatpants? We almost made sweatpants, but then we decided to make shorts instead because it was it summer. It was hot summer, yeah. It was a summer collection, and you guys said you wanted shorts. Well, I just wanted everyone to know, like, we've checked in with Kelly. She's still being mindless, and that's really all that matters. And we can go into the weekend at peace, knowing, knowing. the mindlessness is keeping up. And you know what? Like, the world is constantly changing. There's just, like, so much going on, but... The constant of knowing that, like, no matter what day it is, no matter what's happening, like, 
a news outlet will write something so mindless about Kelly Ripa. It's kind of comforting. Jackie, the more things change, the more they stay the, the more same. The more Kelly's mindless news stays the same. <laughs> the more things change, it's actually like the, the more, more Kelly stays mindless. No, the more things change, like, and things are so crazy, like, the more mindless the mindless news is because relative to the craziness. Uh-huh. People are going to space and Kelly Ripa gets just as much, like, fanfare as Elon and Jeff Bezos. Yeah. It's crazy when you think about it. Mm-hmm. So that is our Kelly show. Kelly should oh. go to space. Uh, you know, in her Stein Goya dress. A hundred percent. And you know what? That would be real news. No, I look forward to the day we get an actual piece of news. I, the last major thing that happened to Kelly was honestly probably her downfall. Like when she stormed off set, refused to come to work because Michael Strahan, her co-host, accepted a job offer for a better job. Right. No, I don't know if we've ever reported on like one of these, unless it was like the slowest news day on the of morning all time. breath. We reported on the Michael Strahan stuff. Okay, but of after course, that, I, but maybe now that you're saying that, maybe all of this mindlessness is to push down that narrative. People don't remember like that she threw an unbelievable temper tantrum and took an entire week off, like without telling anyone, just escaped because Michael Strahan accepted a job on Good Morning America after being her co-host for a year, which, like, he's perfectly entitled to do. And she, like, ran away. She makes $21 million a year. She did not go to work for a week and then came back and, like, apologized to her audience and was like, you know what? I've been doing the show for, you know, 17 years, whatever. I'm entitled to have my breakdown. I'm like, actually, you're not. Like, you're not at all. Like, this is a workplace, Kelly. Get it together. But, like, what was the issue? Would she have wanted that job? No, I think she was mad that he, like, was kind leaving? of... I think maybe she felt like he used her show as a step to get to a better job. Isn't that's that, what jobs are. That's what jobs are. No, and I guess she wanted someone to be in the long haul ladder. So what happened after Strahan? Did she get another co-host or there was just like a revolving door? There was a revolving door until Ryan. Ryan, yeah. Her and Ryan are good together. Yeah. I mean, Ryan might literally drop dead of a heart attack any minute now because he's the most overworked person in the world and he literally does a morning show in LA and no And like, a morning show in New York. Yeah, it makes no fucking sense. No. So justice for Ryan... But I hope that he's in good health because I do worry about him. I mean, him. he makes these choices. You know, nobody's for... I mean, not that we know of. No, nobody's forcing him. He's not like, you know, like Britney he's Spears the, when she was right, 17. He's the executive producer. Like, he goes out for all these gigs. Like, mm-hmm. he wants more and more and more. Like, that's the life he's chosen. No, you're right. He's fully in control of his own destiny. And he's destined for this. He chose work. Yeah. Not even work. Like, 11 works. Yeah. 12 jobs. Literally. So that is our show. That is our week. Hope everyone had a good time today. Hope everyone's looking forward to the weekend. Weekend. Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the millennial morning show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So if you listen to podcasts, find us, The Morning Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. And if you've made it to the end of today's episode, congratulations. You are now a part of the Society Season 2. To let us know you're a true toaster who made it to the end, drop an emoji on our most recent Instagram pic of the dress to honor this beautiful Stein Goya dress that Kelly Ripa wore. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Have a great Bye. weekend. Bye.